Well, I just have one question for you. Are you ready to win? Winning with Waterfall Racing Podcast is all about helping you achieve your goals through our community. We have an incredible community of top age groupers, of beginners, of the most incredible pros, and we all come together to support each other. And we want you to be a part of the journey with us. So to be able to join a community where there's pros and they're part of the community and it's not just a name that says, oh, there's pros, they interact and they're, they're truly part of, the, of what's being built. And in general, the people that are on the community are just so welcoming. And you post up a question and you get all these answers and everybody's just really supportive, which is just great about the the triathlon community in general, but what Waterfall is putting together just seems to be really something different, something unique. As you know, triathlon is addicting. It's addicting because we become addicted to bettering ourselves, to growing ourselves, to seeing how far we can push the limits of our physical capabilities. And it starts with the mental mindset as well. The strength begins there. So come with us as we learn about health, as we learn about tips, as we learn about gear, as we learn about what our pros are up to. And as most importantly, we support each other through this journey. Welcome to the Waterfall Racing Podcast. Well, here we are, the first episode of 2023. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm really excited to jump into this episode. We are having our two athletes who made the final cut for the Pro Project. If you didn't hear about the Pro Project, if you didn't see it on social media, let me just tell you, it is just different than anything anybody's ever done that I know of. It's super excited, but Waterfall Racing threw out the opportunity for people to apply to get the opportunity to come to Boulder, live in Boulder, and train with our Waterfall Racing pros while being uh, some supported by the Waterfall Racing Team. So it was obviously an opportunity that a lot of people applied for, uh, you know, kind of like a dream, a chance of a lifetime. And today I get the chance to sit down with two of the athletes that made it and are getting their bags ready to come to Boulder. And I just wanted to kind of introduce you to them, find out a little bit more about them, maybe their goals for this year, and kind of give you a sense of why they were the ones chosen for the project. So nothing better, I thought, than to talk to these two as they are starting such an incredible opportunity for 2023. But I wanted to, before I even start, I wanted to just kind of reflect on 2022, uh, because 2022 was really the year that Waterfall Racing launched uh, the community. We started off with the couples championship in the beginning of the year. And it's also the year that we launched the Waterfall Racing podcast. And I wanted to give you a little background to it. I put it on my story. But the reason I wanted to give you a background is just because the lesson behind it is that, you know, anything worth going for or having, chances are you're going to face adversity. You're going to face some challenge. But, you know, nothing that comes easily is usually worth anything, right? Obviously, we know that from our training. 
But the story behind the Waterfall Racing podcast was, you know, when we first decided, let's, you know, let, let's create a podcast. I flew out to Boulder and uh, we recorded the first episodes actually in studio. And, you know, we were still all kind of new to figuring out how are we going to do this. We actually videoed uh, the interviews and uh, one of the biggest thing that happened when I first flew in to Denver was I went to work out at a lifetime, and while I was in there, it was like a gated uh, parking lot. So I had just flown into Denver. I had all my luggage, and I'm like, I'm not going to haul my luggage into Lifetime. So I left it in the vehicle in the very back. It was like an SUV, and I thought, you know, surely in this gated parking lot, this will be safe. But uh, if you know Denver, it's it wasn't safe right there in the downtown area. And I came back out to my car to see a smashed window and uh, pretty much my purse that had everything in it uh, stolen. And so that just set the, you know, the temperature for the beginning of the trip. It was so frustrating, obviously canceling bank cards. I mean, I haven't even, I hadn't even checked into my hotel yet. So trying to figure out how am I going to pay for the hotel? I don't even have a driver's license. Uh, you know, luckily my son is at school there in Denver. So I was actually able to get him to help me some. Uh, I also bank with Waterfall, uh, the Waterfall Bank. So you know, it, I actually called them and they were so helpful. And, uh, you know, side note, uh, look into the Waterfall Bank. It's a great place to open an account, especially since you know that it is so supportive of triathletes. But I was able to work through all of that. Uh, but all my notes and research I had done to interview the pros, everything was stolen. It was really frustrating. And uh, it was just a, a terrible way to start the trip. On top of the fact that it was like a blizzard snowing that night and I had to drive the car with this window open glass and snow flying in 30 minutes back to the rental car place and do that whole exchange and it was already dark it was just it was a crazy start to the trip uh and you know but obviously good time and and the theme that I got from all those interviews that weekend was if you have a dream it's worth chasing it. That was kind of like the common theme from everybody I interviewed, all of the waterfall racing pros. But, you know, fast forward, there were some technical difficulties in the recording while I was there. So the podcast just got delayed as we were trying to, you know, kind of pull it all together, just like anything new. Uh, they're just challenges. And thank goodness for a team that stuck with it. I think they literally at some point were like piecing together uh, the audio. But, you know, there was a point where I was like, you know what, while we're waiting for this, we're losing so much time. And so finally in September, I was like, I'm just going to start this thing. Like, I'm just going to start it on an app. And that's exactly what I did. And up until that point, I can tell you every single month, it was like this nagging, what about the podcast? What about the podcast? You know that this needs to be out there. It was just something that I was so passionate about to be able to share the stories because as we know, there's just so many incredible inspirational stories as we follow these athletes and you know, in their racing and the challenges. And it wasn't until September that I finally just said, you know what, that's it. I'm just starting this however way I can, however simply I can, I'm going to launch it. 
and I went for it. And I am just so grateful to you as a community for your patience, uh, you know, sometimes with the audio, with some of the things and just the learning curve it's been as I've started this journey. And, uh, you know, it, it's just been so um, educational for myself. It's been a big area of growth for me as well. And I'm just grateful for all your support and your patience. And boy, has this podcast taken off, you guys. When I get the analytics and I look at the fact that it just started in September and here we already have a couple thousand listens only a few months later, it's incredible. And it nothing makes me happier than to know that, you know, these inspirational stories are getting out there and you're able to listen to them. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for all of the support and all the positivity. Uh, it's not easy to put yourself out there, but uh, everyone's been so supportive. So thank you so much. And I just wanted to share that with the lesson for our new year of you know, we all have that thing that's kind of like nagging us that we know we want to go for, or that we know we want to do, or that goal that we want to chase, but we procrastinate and procrastinate because we think it needs to be perfect before we can start. But the truth is sometimes done is better than perfect and you just got to get started and you'll figure it out along the way because if we wait for things to be perfect, chances are it'll never happen. So that is my big New Year challenge. Um, you know, long story made a little bit longer, but I hope you, you know, think that and and really just you know act on it this year let's make 2023 the year that we just act and so now we're going to jump in and in, you know I like to start these segments the normal segments with uh, a health segment from Dr. Barker he is my personal health and, and endurance physician we're going to start with the health segment from him and then we will jump into the interviews with Caroline and Josh. Well, it's time for our weekly house call from the Dr. Jason Barker. It's always nice to have a physician in the house to ask the questions because we put our bodies through a lot. And sometimes, you know, we have a lot of questions and we can experience some crazy things. And it's nice to have a physician who understands, you know, what we're actually putting our body through. You're an Ironman competitor yourself, uh, an endurance athlete, ultra runner, because we've done that together. So I have the proof of it. We ran the R to R to R of the Grand Canyon together. Um, we both got to the top and said we would never do this again. And we're already talking about the next time. So that's how endurance sports work. Uh, but today we're going to jump in and talk about hypothyroidism. Uh, you know, what are some of the signs of it? What can we do about it? Um, I, you know, really don't know much about it. So I'm just going to let you take it away. Sure. Okay. So this is an important topic to me just because um, thyroid disease or thyroid imbalance is very common in the population. So mm -hmm. thyroid gland is about up here where kind of where you'd wear a bow tie. It uh, is responsible for a lot of how our metabolism runs. So mm -hmm. if your thyroid is running slow, we call that hypothyroidism. If you are hypothyroid, just think of slow. So your energy is low. Um, you'll feel cold. Um, hair gets dry, might fall out. Nails get brittle, mm. constipation. Um, so the metabolism is slower. And then on the other end of the spectrum is hyperthyroidism, okay. where the thyroid is running too fast. And people will feel speedy. They'll feel anxious. They'll get heart palpitations. Um, interestingly, though, they can have hair coming out. Um, skin's not as good either. So there are two ends of the spectrum. 
Um, hypothyroidism is a lot more common than it's hyperthyroidism. And that's mm -hmm. the one I kind of want to focus on because um, in the conventional medical world, we'll measure people's thyroid function through a test called a TSH. So that's their okay. thyroid stimulating hormone. Okay. And there's a fairly wide range that we say is normal. Now, um, when we get into functional medicine and taking each person's body, you know, looking at each person individually rather than a group of people, um, we can look at a thyroid test and listen to their symptoms. And oftentimes I'll see people in my clinic who have all the thyroid symptoms, slow thyroid symptoms, and yet they've got their piece of paper that says, well, hey, my doc did my test and it's normal. Yeah. Um, normal meaning they're kind of at the upper end of that normal range. Gotcha. So um, we like to use a narrower, a more narrow window to determine how well a person's thyroid is functioning. Okay. So um, it's kind of like taking a finer tooth comb to those lab results. And of course, um, we're always, we're never just reading a piece of paper, looking at the numbers, we're looking at the numbers and the person, what is this person saying to me? Right. So if a person comes into my clinic, especially athletes who, you know, often present to their clinics, you know, they're very fit, healthy people, right. and they have a set of symptoms and they see, you know, kind of a regular doctor who's not um, aware of their lifestyle or how actually fit or competitive they are, you know, what's the yeah. answer? You got this answer to oh maybe quit running as much yeah you know or yeah. you run too much why do you run like that or yeah. why are you, why would you do it you know and you, I mean, yeah. you say triathlon and they look at you like you've got a second head <laughs> yeah. so yeah. point being is um we'll we'll look at this and it's really important because again if that thyroid isn't running um or let me back up those those thyroid labs those um numbers are you know they're very scientifically validated but at the same time they're meant to cover the entire population right so my thyroid numbers are not going to be, you know, apply the same to, to your, right. you know, your lifestyle and what you're doing. Exactly. Right. So, so that's why we take that into account. And that's, I guess, the take home with this is that if somebody is not feeling well and they go to the doc and they, you know, all your labs are normal, we don't know what's wrong with you. Maybe you need to take an antidepressant or quit running. Yeah. That's a sign that we need to dig deeper and maybe work with somebody who has a better understanding of you know, thyroid function and how it applies to active and athletic people. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then my question I, I asked you right before, you know, we went on air was does our intense activity, you know, affect, you know, in a negative way, our thyroid? Cause like you said, you go to the normal doctor and they're like, Hey, maybe you just need to chill out. You yeah. know, like, is that a valid advice? Like, is that affecting us, you know, or, or is it not really having? It's not, not really. So there's, <clears throat> In the when you look at the research, there's nothing that says that you know endurance training suppresses or negatively affects the thyroid. thyroid hormone production. However, um, you know a lot of training is a stressor on our body. Right. Life, right? There's a lot of stressors, so there are instances where this heavy stress or that heavy training can trigger autoimmune conditions that then end up affecting the thyroid. Uh -huh. So there are instances like that that happen. But generally speaking, if you're an endurance athlete, I would not worry about okay. it hurting thyroid function okay. specifically. Okay. okay. What is it about these doctors that don't want us to do our crazy sport, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> so good to have somebody like you who understands us as athletes. Where can people find you? So I've got a website, naturalathleteclinic.com. Okay. Um, and then we're on YouTube as well and then Instagram too. Yeah, go check out his content. It's great, um, especially the YouTubes. There's some really good stuff out there. And we want you to send in your questions for Dr. Barker. Send them to us so we can address them on the show. Uh, you can reach out to him or you can send them to waterfallracing at gmail.com. 
Well, I am here kicking off our New Year New Goals podcast with Caroline McCartney, and we are so excited just to hear about, you know, how she got this far, the journey, uh, what all it took to get to this point, a little bit about her past and what got her into triathlon, and then just, you know, some of her goals looking forward into 2023. So Caroline, welcome to the Waterfall Racing Podcast. Welcome to the Waterfall Racing Team. And more importantly, welcome to, you know, being the new pro project. You, you've just got to tell me, like, how are you feeling right now about it so far? Yeah, thank you so much. It's exciting to be here. Still kind of uh, unbelievable. Uh, still pretty much in shock since Christmas, but yeah, I'm just really excited to be part of the community. I was exposed to waterfall first at St. Anthony's and then I've been following along and then joined the team in November and applied. So I'm just excited for the ride. Okay. Well, let's go back to, um, you know, just some of your past. Did you run, you know, did you run track or do triathlon in, in, in high school or, you know, how, how long have you been involved in run, bike, swim, and how did it translate into triathlon? Yeah. So I came from a swim background. Actually, I started swimming probably, I mean, I was in the pool when I was a couple months old. I have three older brothers and they were far ahead of me. So I just followed along, but I started actually swimming on a team at like five or six And then swimming was my main sport throughout most of my life. I played lacrosse a bit, but got pretty competitive in swimming going through middle school and then into high school, but unfortunately got pretty injured uh, my sophomore year of high school with a bad concussion that took me out of competitive swimming for about eight months. And then it was pretty difficult to go back and get fit again and compete at the level I was at. So I just went outside of swimming and joined other high school sports like track and started running a little bit and just getting involved in other things while still only competing at the high school level for swimming. And then one of my physical education teachers is a, he's a seven time Ironman and I was just really inspired by what he did. So he wanted to get a group of people at the school to do a triathlon. And I was like, sure, I'll try it. I'd never biked or anything like that but I just went out there and ended up winning my age group and then I just wow you know what happens everyone falls in love and you keep going from there so oh my goodness so what was your what was your first distance triathlon it was a sprint okay okay which you probably just blew everybody out with your swim I'm sure um how did that go how was that first race it was (laughs) It was really interesting. So it was actually a pretty rough swim, which is to my favor. So I like that as my first open water swim, but I've never been scared of the water or really struggled in the water. So that Uh was fine. And then I actually borrowed someone's bike that was not even a road bike or (laughs) I don't know, but (laughs) it's only a 10 mile bike ride. And yeah, and it was not certainly not a triathlon bike or even a road bike. I'm not quite sure what it was, but it was very old and making lots of noises I was kind of worried it was going to fall apart going (laughs) up the hill but I made it through and then I'd never run off a bike before and had very little running experience at that time and swimmers don't like to run so um, the 5k was it was tough like I felt like I couldn't feel my legs for the first mile but 
it was fun. I mean, it was a really good community race in Huntington, New York, where I'm from. So yeah, I'd, I had no idea that I was going to win my age group or anything like that, but yeah, it was Look at that. That's so awesome. So then um, when did you do your first 70.3? I did my first 70.3 in April 2019. So I was a junior in college at that time. Okay. Okay. And that's quite a distance, especially, you know, so so going from that sprint to getting to that point, um, especially with your run, it sounds like your run was, you know, at first your biggest challenge. You know, what was that journey? That had to be a big jump for you. Yeah, it was. So I, my goal, honestly, was just, I want to finish this race. It was just one of my friends in college had done one, had a great experience. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to sign up. I've done some sprints and an Olympic, like let's actually, I hadn't even done an Olympic yet. I did my first Olympic distance triathlon this week before I did my (laughs) 70.3. So I was like, I just want to finish. And I've never been coached in triathlon, which I think is pretty unique to me. Um, So I was just, I mean, I can swim. That was fine. And I got a trainer for the first time for my bike, not a smart trainer or anything. And then I had been running half marathon. So I actually did get into running in college a bit. So that I'd say I became a swim runner and the bike was my biggest concern. And then... Yeah, it ended up going pretty well. I was actually the fastest female at that race. And oh my goodness, um, it was, it took me five hours and 15 minutes, which my goal was six hours. So good for you. That was, it was hard for sure. I think I couldn't walk for like three days, but it just made me (laughs) want more after that. And sure. Yeah. Okay, so 2019. So between 2019 and this year, um, I mean, did you get full on into triathlon or, you know, what was the the journey in between those years? No, actually. um, Yeah, so I'd say my lead up to this is is probably more not what would be expected. Um, I got injured the summer of 2019. I had actually signed up to run a marathon and I was training for that and then uh, ripped my hamstring doing yoga. Oh, wow. And then, so I did not end up running a marathon. I ended up switching to a half, but, and I did one more Olympic distance triathlon that year in October. And that was my last triathlon that I did October, 2019 until St. Anthony's this year in 2022. Cause of course COVID hit and there weren't any races. And then I graduated college December of 2019 and started working full time. June of 2020. And that was an adjustment for me. Um, I was really busy. I work at Amazon and fluctuating hours and stuff like that. And then I 2021 got surgery. So I had deferrals from escape from Alcatraz that I ended up deferring till this year and uh, Atlantic City 70.3 that ended up getting deferred to this year. So I knew I had races on the calendar this year. And yeah, so it, so you had to kind of buckle down now that you had these deferrals and yep. um, you looked at this year looking at, okay, this is the year I'm going to be doing these races. Uh, how did Alcatraz go for you? It was incredible that like, I highly recommend 
people put their name in the hat for that race if they can get there because it's just such a great experience and I mean we had all the elements that day fog pouring rain but it was just an amazing experience Uh, the swim course was changed five minutes before the start I had no idea where I was going but I just I enjoyed every minute. Yeah, it it's a gritty place. race, isn't it? It's like a yeah. strength, gritty race, um, which just sounds like that suits you. It sounds like the more challenging conditions, the the harder the course, the, the more you like to step up to the plate. Uh, that's what it sounds like. So uh, water, did you meet, when did you come in contact with Waterfall? Was it at the St. Anthony's race earlier this year? That's when I first heard about Waterfall. Yeah, okay. I, so... I moved to St. Petersburg the first week of April and then luckily just went to a a group swim with the Mad Dogs Triathlon Club and met Kathy Morgan and Rue who have a lot of connections to Ironman and pros and stuff through hosting over the years and all of that and then met Marinda Carfrey at St. Anthony's and a couple other pros there which was really cool. And I met some other people on the waterfall team throughout the summer okay. in St. Petersburg. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of how it got on your radar. And then um, I guess you saw about the pro project. Is that, was that your first or did somebody approach you? How did, how did that all happen? Yeah, I saw it on Instagram. A bunch of pros that I follow were reposting the waterfall post about yep. it. And I was like, wow, this looks really cool and over the years people had told me that like you could you could go pro like if you get a coach you could do it and I was like no not me like come on are you kidding and then I actually met Leonda Cave at Atlantic City 70.3 in September her fiance raced and we just ran into each other by chance after that which was really cool and she didn't start coaching me but she started giving me tips and pointers and I was hoping to get my world slot in December I raced Haines City and then I was going to start getting coached for triathlon if I qualified for worlds and try to really go somewhere with it but I did see the pro project in I guess November and I was like oh I can't apply like I work full-time what would I do but then other people were like well just ask like ask if you could still work virtually maybe you could and I was like you know what I'll ask (laughs) so I did reach out to the waterfall Instagram and they're like oh yeah you could work virtually so I was like you know what I'll I'll apply and then yeah that's how it went oh my goodness and you know I just interviewed our last episode was with Leanda giving us her rundown on Ultraman Uh, yeah she's amazing so she yeah she would make for a great coach um so uh, so your so tell us what your what the process was, you know, applying and going through because I know all of us on Instagram we kept seeing they were narrowing it down, they were narrowing it down. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about the whole process. I think y'all had to make a video and everything. So tell us how that all went down. Yeah. So the application was just a a Google form, some questions, and I'm not great with words so I was, <laughs> I was maybe like uh more concise than I'm, I'm not sure really what anyone else submitted but I was like oh this is gonna be rough because I'm not always great at expressing things I'm a numbers person I studied math and 
so I, I applied and then I actually broke my arm in November in a bicycle accident and oh, no. I was I listed in my application I was like I've done two 70.3s but I'm racing one more in December and so I reached out to the waterfall <laughs> Instagram I was like I just broke my arm I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to race it like just in case you were going to be looking at results <laughs> and then um but yeah it was there wasn't much in between the application period until they announced the finalists but I actually did end up being able to race at Haines City five weeks after I broke my arm and had a pretty decent result for not much training and still having a fracture um and I did qualify for world so that was exciting and then it was a little bit after that I think that they announced the finalists and I was one of them which I didn't really expect and then after uh some of the pros were posting on their instagram how like that there were so many applicants and all this i was like oh well there's no way it's me like i i don't have nearly as many accolades as some of the other people that are my age and racing triathlon on teams and stuff like that so but i did get the call that i was one of the finalists and then yeah we had to make a two-minute video with no prompt <laughs> so I didn't really know what to do. I was like, I don't take videos of myself training or <laughs> I've hardly been training for the past five weeks. I've been injured. Um, so I, yeah, I just had to kind of wing it on the video, but I talked a little bit about my background and that I have never been coached officially. So I think based on my results, kind of just doing I don't want to say everything on my own because, of course, I've had input from people like Leonda or um, my PE teacher in high school or people supporting me throughout. But a lot of it has been just me swimming, biking and running as I fit yeah. it into my schedule. Um, so I talked about that and just said I think that there's so much more in in me than what I've shown. So. But I don't know. Of course, we all looked at who the other finalists were. And I was like, I was not counting on it. I actually raced one of the other females in Atlantic City. Um, she beat me by quite a bit. And I was just like, I mean, I was just happy to be one of the eight finalists. I thought that was pretty cool. And um, of course, I didn't want to get my hopes up or anything, thinking that I'd be selected and then not get selected. But yeah, I was when the, I think Tim O'Donnell was the first person to post it Christmas morning and I was saw that I was like his um, Instagram name tagged me in a reel I was like oh my god <laughs> like, did I get it um, that is so did you have to look twice did you like look and then look again <laughs> yeah I was I was in oh, shock how fun. I was like I said my mom was standing next to me I was like mom I, I got it and, oh my goodness <laughs> how fun so Wow. Okay. So what is this going to look like? It sounds like, are you already working virtually? So is it just literally just continuing what you're doing, just living in a different location? Or did you have to get that approval through work too? So I do already work virtually. I have oh, okay. been working Perfect. virtually since uh, February of 2021. And that has been super helpful for actually being able to go back to training and racing. Yeah. Um, and I, 
I do work at Amazon in program management for okay. analytics and Amazon's very flexible. So I'm, I'm really, really lucky. I've already told um, my team that, and they're willing to work with me. So that's, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. How exciting. It sounds like everything is aligning. Um, so when will you be actually moving? We actually have a call tomorrow, I think, with Rachel and Trixie and Josh and myself okay. and maybe a few other people to go through more of the details. But it sounds like February 1st is when okay. we'll be going out there. Okay. Okay. Well, fun. Well, hopefully maybe I can get out there because I do want to check in with you guys throughout this process um, and keep our podcast community updated with, you know, how it's going, what's going on. And I guess you guys will be working probably on like a race schedule and everything. Um, and it's going to be so exciting to watch your journey this year. I am just, I'm so excited. I bet your family's so excited. Um, and I guess, so, so are they looking at by the end of the year, um, you know, hoping to get you that pro status from your results, or I guess that's all the things you're going to be discussing. I think, yeah, I think based on talking to Ben being selected as a finalist, that's the goal was to, mm -hmm. to make the, I guess now two of us, um, pros by the end of the, the time. I think Josh maybe already qualified by winning clash. Daytona. That's right. That's right. I was I, down there. Yeah. I am not pro qualified. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. Um, we're so excited. And like I said, we'll be checking in with you throughout the year, following your races. And um, I guess this was one of the best Christmas presents, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. We're my family's at the age where we don't really ask for anything. So I was like, I just want socks for Christmas. Um, but yeah, this is pretty amazing. This is great. Well, thank you so much. Have a wonderful new year and we will check in with you later. Well, I am here with Josh Burles. He is one of the, the athletes that were chosen for the pro project. We are just so excited to kind of get to know him a little bit more and to track him this year. We can't wait to see how he's going to progress uh, with the help of our pros. And uh, Josh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Waterfall Racing Podcast. We're so excited to have you. I'm so excited too. Thanks for having me. This is great. Sure, absolutely. And he is calling in. Where are you right now, Josh? I'm in Germany in Rostock in my hometown. For okay. Christmas break. Okay. So we had at first we were trying to figure out the time zones um, to connect. So thanks so much for taking the time to connect with us today. But Josh, let's just get started. You know, what was your athletic background growing up as a kid? Um, you know, how did you get into triathlon? Just tell us a little bit of your journey. Yeah, so when I, I grew up as a competitive swimmer for about 10 years, and it was a great time, and like I, I made a lot of good experience, but I was never like top percent, and then at some point I needed like a new challenge, so I started triathlon in 2017, and that was actually the first time that people saw potential in me and supported me, because like my whole swimming career, a lot of people told me I will never be successful. So kind of a hard time. So I found like a, I found really like a lot of fun triathlon. And then my first years of triathlon, 
I raised a lot of junior years in Germany, um, the Schorkos German national championship to like get experience of the shorter um, distances. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then because I always had the goal of a dream to become a professional triathlete, I decided after college to um, go to the US to combine sport and academics on the highest level possible at the Queen's University of Charlotte. Oh, wow. Amazing. Uh, so how did you, how did you end up um, coming across the waterfall racing team? So I think the first time I actually heard about the waterfall team and I got curious was when the couples try was going on. I think okay. that was the beginning of this year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and then while I do all my training, um, I'm also a big fan of triathlons. So I go through all things like race results, YouTube videos. So I was quite familiar with the team because of all the pros I follow. Right. Um, yeah. And that's why I followed all of them on social media and then um, saw that the Waterfall team posted the project. Okay. So this has got to be so surreal now. Um, that you're going to be working alongside of all these professionals that you've been watching on YouTube. I mean, how does that feel? Is that just not crazy? <laughs> Honestly, I can't like believe that. I was on a call with Rachel and Andre the uh-huh. other day, and I told them like I was watching the YouTube videos for the last I don't know three four years, and Aww. now I'm on the call with them. I get their phone numbers. I'm I'm about to get the bullet to train with them. Like. Yeah, that's just amazing. That's amazing. Okay, so when you saw the pro project opportunity come up, uh, you know, did you immediately think, okay, I'm going for this? Or did you kind of have to talk yourself into it? Tell us about a little bit of the process of applying to be, you know, part of this pro project. And then, you know, what it took to kind of get through the different, um, I don't know if they did interviews. You had, I know you had to make a video at some point. Tell us a little bit about that whole journey. So I was reading about the project for the first time and everything sounded almost too good for me. Like I've never heard about such an amazing opportunity. Yeah. So I almost couldn't believe something like this is existing. Yeah. Um, the project is made for age group athletes who are trying to become a pro. Um, and it's really unique that people are willing to invest so much into athletes who are still on their way to the top and not right. already successful. Right. Um, yeah. So in simple words, the project looked like a lifetime opportunity for me. So I needed to apply. And then, yeah. That's awesome. So how much of that was on your mind when, I, I know you said you had raced Clash before, but, uh, you know, going into this Clash event in Daytona, uh, right here at the end of the year, you're, you know they're getting close to making their selections. Um, was a lot of that a lot of motivation to really push hard at that last race of the year? Yes, of course. I know that, like, the selection will come up soon. And I just wanted to like add another, uh, like another race result to my yeah. Re- yeah to my resume and show them, hey guys, here I am. Like I want this. Um, yeah, and it worked out well. Yeah, that's so exciting. And I'm a big fan of the Clash events. You know, big shout out to Bill Christie. I actually did my first um, mountain bike event that they had uh, in Atlanta. Uh, in November. And then I always love racing Daytona. They put on incredible events. So that that's a great one to, to you know, to break the tape out there on the speedway. So exciting. And I know, yes. um, I'm sure the whole class team is so proud of you too, now to see that you're going to be selected as the, you know, the pro project winner. Uh, so, okay. So tell us a little bit what, um, you had to make a video at the, at the final, I know they kind of broke it down to some finalists. Uh, and then you had to do, you had to make a video, right, for your final kind of submission. 
Yes. So in the beginning, we did a little, we did a survey about ourselves, and mm -hmm. then they selected the top eight, I think, in like mid December, and then we were told to do a two minute video about ourselves and why we are the right um, person for the project. And to be honest, it was quite hectic because we only had something like forty eight hours to prepare. Oh wow! And yeah, like I said before, like trying to show yourself and like all your passion for the sport and just a two minute video is quite complicated. I would yeah. say. Yeah. Because, so tell us, like, what did you say? What did you say in the video? What did you do? So I think one thing they found quite funny was my the nickname uh, people have for me, Big Ring. Oh, because, that's awesome. It's because I'm a bit known that I'm a good cyclist. Okay. So in the beginning of the video, I was like, hey, my name is Joshua Burles. People call me Big Ring and this is my story. And then like <laughs> everything continued. So I remember that uh, Andre mentioned that. Uh, in the phone call we had the other day so I think they they thought that's quite funny so that made you stand out and I'm sure um you know and, and talking to them you know they just shared they could they could really see your passion they loved your personality uh and they're just so excited to work with you so you know I know you don't have all the maybe all the details yet but what what does the timeline look like like when when will you be coming um you know to the U.S. to live in Boulder what is it looking like for you yeah, so I will come back to the US in the beginning of January to okay. get my get my stuff for my university and like try to figure out how I get everything over to Boulder. Okay. And then the official date to move in um, to Boulder is the 1st of February. Okay. If it's a bit before, a bit later, it doesn't really matter, but that's the that's kind of the time we move in there. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, and right now obviously I have to get some paperwork done and some logistics, but everything work out work out well I think okay wonderful now are you still as you said university are you still going to be um taking courses or classes while you're you're doing this yes that's what I'm um trying to figure out right now okay um I would like to still be a student but okay. on, online obviously uh -huh. and if I could have the chance to race for my team at the nationals would also be amazing so yeah right now there's a lot of like going back and forth with uh, my advisors professors to figure a way out Okay. Well, that is so exciting, Josh. I, you know, I wanted to put this episode together because I'm doing like a new year, new goals episode. And I just thought there's nothing better than to get you and Caroline. And I mean, this year ahead of you is going to be so exciting. We can't wait to track your journey and we just know you're going to give it your all. Uh, but tell us, the last thing I want to get from you is how did you find out that you were selected? I know they, um, Caroline said she found out when she was just scrolling through through social media and she saw that they had posted, you know, the little, um, the little stockings with the names. How did you find out and how did you feel when you found out you were the one selected? Yeah, so last Sunday, I actually just came back from a bike ride, mm -hmm. bike ride and the moment I walked through the door, I got a notification that Timothy O'Donnell mentioned me in a reel. Okay. Could only mean one thing. Oh. So I just I just opened Instagram and I was obviously quite shocked in a positive way, but just so happy. It was yeah. Oh, no way. That is so exciting. I think that's awesome that that's how both of you found out. There was no like, you know, right away a phone call you, you found out on social media. Um that had to be the best Christmas present ever. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited for you guys. All right. Well, hopefully I'll be making it up to Boulder at some point to meet the two of you or maybe along the way um, racing. And I guess, uh, have you started to work on your, your race schedule for the year? 
yes like right now i i'm not sure what i'm racing but i'm definitely i'm already started to think about it and okay plan something Okay. Sounds good. Well, happy new year to you. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be thinking of you as you're trying to, you know, get all the last minute logistics together. Uh, hopefully it all goes smoothly and then we will be seeing you here, um, in February. Yes. Thank you very much. It was great talking to you and I'm really excited to start the journey. Thanks so much, Josh. Well, there you go. Make sure you go find both of them on social media and show them some love. And that way you can track the journey. It's going to be exciting to watch them. So for our mindset minute, you know, they say in marketing, my background is in marketing, that it's, it takes about three times for a consumer to see something before the probability of them acting on it uh, comes through, right? So I am going to tell you once again, to go back to the beginning of the podcast where I'm telling you, if there is something on you this year that has been, you know, just n- nagging you, something that you know you want to chase, a goal, uh, you know, it could be even maybe like there's people out there who have a book inside of them that they need to write and they keep putting it off. Whatever it is, I want you to go for it. Make this the year that we just go for it. And uh, that's only the second time. So I'm going to say it one more time. Whatever it is that is nagging you, that will not let you sleep at night sometimes, go chase it. Go do it. Let's just get started. Remember, sometimes done is better than perfect. Let's make 2023 the year that we just go for it. Well, thanks for joining us today on our Waterfall Racing Podcast. Hopefully there were some good takeaways for you. And hopefully it gave you a little bit more insight into who we are. If you would like to find out more or join our community, go to waterfallracing.com. You can find us on Instagram as well. If you have a mailbag question that you would like us to answer, send me a DM at jmcadams5 on Instagram. We'll be answering some of those questions in future episodes. And remember, when it comes to training, sometimes it's just about showing up. I love the mantra, anything's better than nothing. Not every session is going to go perfect, but show up. Consistency is always king. Happy training.